Hello everyone. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to talk to you briefly about the Series Olympic audiobook. I'm still releasing it as a private podcast, and I'm releasing one chapter at a time as I finish them, as I record them, uh, mix and produce them. It's just been a really fulfilling project, and I'm so happy for you to hear the audio version of Sirius and Limnik, as recorded by me and my wife. So if you'd like more information about the audiobook, you can go to my website, keithhayden.net. That's keithhayden.net, and look for purchase information over there. It's going to be a good time, so I hope you don't miss it. All right, let's get on with today's episode. The conflict between two rival organizations will sculpt a new world. Sirius and Limnik stand on two sides of the same goal. Both seek to protect people and planet, but one of them will do so through any means necessary. Through the collision of technology and human nature, the story of our species will be rewritten. So when it comes to marketing a book, um, <laughs> I, once again, as I was in the thick of writing the book, I really didn't think about it much. Um, I didn't really have any experience marketing anything like marketing a product, you know, like I had dabbled before I started in several different arenas. You know, I had a, um, I had a website, I'd done YouTube a little bit, but I had never like really gone on out and tried to get people to buy my book. Um, it's not, it's not something that I thought about. But marketing is kind of a necessary evil in today's world. You know, there's just there's so much content out there, and if you expect anybody other than you know friends and family to eventually read your stuff or watch your stuff or whatever, you kind of have to learn how to do this. So, yeah, I guess today I just want to talk a little bit about my kind of marketing journey, so to speak, um, and what I learned from that experience. Yeah, I just want to share that with listeners out there today. first started trying to market this book um, I just think my initial of my initial perspective shift right because I had this project I had this book and you know like most writers it starts out in your head and then eventually it makes its way to a piece of paper in the form of notes or ideas or a story structure or plot a skeleton and then it makes its way into the computer of course it's got a you got to type it nowadays. You know, I mean, there's some authors that still do it old school and write, but um, most are typing, you know, through a computer. And then, you know, you from the computer, you print it out maybe. And then from there, it hits 
print form or digital form. He goes through this. So when I think about marketing, I think of, okay, I've only seen this project from the outside in, so it's hard for me to imagine not knowing the characters, not knowing the plot, not knowing, you know, trying to find specific things to like cherry pick out of, okay, how could I kind of take this kernel of it and boil it down to, you know, a couple of sentences or a paragraph and get somebody to understand what I was trying to convey you see what I'm saying? I, I hope I'm painting the picture of where I was at. And this is hard stuff, especially if you're not, you know, you don't do this for a living. You know, you're not a marketer. I wasn't. And this is something that many small business uh, owners, entrepreneurs, you know, a lot of people have their own side hustle. You have to learn the marketing side or else you're just going to drown in the sea of content. That is what we have today. So it, it, it's kind of important. So I knew I faced a daunting task because I didn't, one, I had to make that, you know, I had to round that corner. I had to have that perspective shift of, oh no, I, you know, I got to explain this story to somebody, which is already tough. You know, you, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know, wow, there's some, it's kind of a, uh, it can be kind of offbeat and quirky sometimes as far as the elements that it combines. So, of course, distilling that into um, a, a marketable paragraph or sentence or something that can just grab somebody's attention is pretty tough. It's pretty tough. So, like most things that when I don't know how to do, I I go hard <laughs> when it comes to um, teaching myself stuff. I'm just, you know, as a teacher myself, I love learning. Um, I love the process of learning. I love just acquiring new information, especially if it's practical. I'm all about the practical nowadays. So I I have a hard time living in the theory world. You know, like, I guess I live there as a math teacher when I teach math because a lot of what I teach, um, you know, you try and make it relevant for the students, but it's hard to, to say, like, certain things like graphing linear equations you know you may not have to you probably won't have to do that you know outside of high school if you're not doing anything with math so anyway anyway I don't want to go down that rabbit hole but point is I I I went in on this so I started back in August of 2020 with this podcast um, I just had the idea to do the podcast to get more information out about the book and do a different type of format instead of just me talking about the book. I, I wanted to do this type of question and answer format. I thought that was a little bit more intriguing. So then that led to, um, well, let me go back. Let me go back. So let me get the big picture and then I'll zoom into what I did. So August, 2020 from August, to January, which was now, I'm recording this in, this is April 2021, um, January 2021, when the book dropped, I was doing, I paused everything to do marketing research, like, I, I shouldn't call it marketing research, because those that are, are have a marketing background, marketing research is something different, I know that, um, I did research on how to market my book, I should say, I should be more, a little bit more specific, um, 
But yeah, it was about five months of self-education. Because the manuscript of the book was done. Like, um, I had, it had already been edited. We already had a final draft by September. So, but I, I decided to wait. And my brother thought that it would be best to just wait. Because I think he was trying to drop it at a certain time. And he was trying to drop another book. But anyway... Um, it turned out to be great because I used that time period to, to teach myself some marketing stuff. So fortunately, I didn't start from nothing. Um, some people, unfortunately, have to start from nothing. You know, they write a book and they have no social media. They have no website. Um, I had both of those things. I had a small social media presence. <laughs> I mean, it, like I'm talking small, like... Um, a couple of hundred followers on Twitter, um, same on medium.com or the medium app. Um, uh, of course I've been on Facebook for decades, but I mean, I, I don't really use Facebook for professional stuff. I, I don't really use Facebook at all anymore, honestly. Um, but it's there, you know, and, it, and I'm not, I'm, I can't hate on Facebook cause it did help give me some really early attention on my book. But anyway, I have my website. I've had my website for about three or four years now, so it's been up and well-established. So at least it's there. You know, it's not like super popular website, but it's there. So that was a step forward because I remember starting up, starting it up a couple of years ago, and it's really hard to start a website. Um, it was hard to start a website in 2017, let alone in, in 2020 or 2021. There's just so many of them out there. Another big part of my self-education was listening to podcasts just like this. I, I tend to do that. Um, I feel like podcasts are such a rich source of information nowadays because they're typically run by, well, a lot of them are run by people that are super passionate about a particular thing, a very specific type of thing. So they're just really good sources of information. And then, you know, they're very personal too so you can re often reach out to the podcast creator and ask questions and and do that so i i really like the podcast format so early on i found podcasts like book marketing simplified by mixtus media book marketing mentors um there's another one called the indie author that i listen to uh, yeah there's a ton of podcasts out there and it they were really helpful and just getting me started and talking about in general. Um, I think Ingram Spark has a podcast too, or that was one that I, that I listened to. So just really great sources of information when it came to marketing. I, of course, joined groups on Facebook, Reddit, um, just books or groups, groups about marketing, groups about marketing. And those were helpful, too, because you meet other authors who are trying to, say, to do the same thing. They're trying to learn how to market their book. They want to get as much visibility on their work as possible, and I was doing the same thing. And, of course, I just scoured the Internet in general, right? I must have read so many, like, um, top ten ways to advertise your book. You know, those types of things. I <laughs> They're not as popular as they used to be, but they're still out there. And it, for somebody who doesn't know anything, there are good ways to like get started. Like I would always like Google ways to market your book. Um, 
best methods for selling books, things like that. So that would come up with some um, knowledge as well. Very helpful. I also read books too. I I read it. I'm a big reader and reading, I get the same thing out of reading as doing podcasts. And the tough part about reading is that it does take more time, you know, but if you can find good books, which of course there's a ton on this topic, then I was, I, be, I felt much more confident every book that I read. So there's a few that I read. Um, the Ultimate Guide to Book Marketing by Nicholas Eric. That was a really strong one. That was one of the first ones that I read. And it was, it was very compact um, uh, way that he writes books and sells books. And I guess he's doing, or at least he was to write the book. He's doing pretty well. Uh, David Garan is another one that he's done a ton on book marketing. I read his Strangers to Super Fans. Strangers to Super Fans. Uh, it was a good book. It was it was really good. Just talking about audience engagement in general and things like that. Book blurbs unleashed. Um, yes, I did. Actually, the the quote that was read at the top of this episode was the book blurb that I that um, eventually my brother ended up writing for advertising the podcast, but. I remember reading an entire book. I was like, there's an entire book on how to write a book blurb. Really? Um, I'm saying it that way. It's a really good book. And I ended up joining the author's um, Facebook group, uh, Robert Ryan. He has a Facebook group called Authors Unleashed. And they just give feedback on book blurbs and among other things about books, too. But it's just a very unique uh very specific type of group and but it was very helpful it helped me out and then newsletter ninja by tammy lebrecht i read that one so that one i didn't get as much out of because i i've had a newsletter and and, and i typically know how to engage with people just from like my previous jobs and being a teacher like it just you have to learn how to engage with students so it's kind of a necessary part of the job but it was a helpful book So after all of this research and all of this stuff took months, by the way, it wasn't a slow, it wasn't a quick process, I should say. Um, what I learned was that there's a ton of ways to advertise your book and they're all, I don't want to say they're all good, but they're all helpful. And it's just kind of a, the right combination of these things to get exposure, but the two most important elements that you need to really successfully launch your book, anybody who's an author out there or plans to write something, um, it's time and money. And I feel like that's probably, you're probably like, time and money, that's so cliche. Like, you need time and money for everything, but it's true. Like, you're not going to, you know, you can go and purchase $1,000 in Amazon ads or Facebook ads or whatever and you may see like a slight bump up for like a day or two, but to continuously get consistent sales on something, whatever it is, it's just going to take time for people to, you know, see it and consume it. You know, I have a 140,000 plus word page book. I mean, you can't consume that even if you wanted to in most people can't do it in under a couple of weeks, maybe a month if you're like reading it continuously, which uh, you know, so it just takes time for people to get through it and then 
talk about it or whatever and then other people to find it and then money you know that's why people can come in you know big companies can come in and make a podcast or write a book and everybody immediately sees it because they have the marketing budget to blast it out to buy these big billboard ads where people will always see it and you know that's what gets the most attention so it was a humbling lesson to learn but one that it makes sense um and that it didn't really surprise me and i'm glad i went through it i'm glad i learned all this stuff about marketing Marketing is dangerous. I'll tell you, marketing marketing can be dangerous. Um, at least for me, it can be because I find myself, you know, wanting to create stuff. Like I want to write books. I want to um, do the audiobook. I want to make the podcasts and all this other stuff. But I feel like when I do marketing, I have to completely like look away from that and I just focus on marketing because one, I'm not that like really good at it. Like I've only done it a little bit. And two, it's for me, it's like the opposite of creating. Like you're trying to engage with people and you're trying to get their attention. You're trying to keep their attention, which it's a very difficult thing to do nowadays. Um, and it just takes me away. So when I was learning all of this stuff about marketing during this time, I did not write. I didn't write anything new. I put out, you know, this podcast, but this podcast is a form of marketing. So it's, it, it kind of dovetails neatly with marketing, but it's kind of not marketing because it's about the book, but it's kind of both. So it can fit in that marketing niche, but I wasn't working on any, any writing or anything like new creative stuff while I was marketing. So that's why I think marketing is dangerous for me because I'm a pretty extroverted person. I mean, I wouldn't have two podcasts if I, well, maybe, you know, there's introverts that have podcasts, but I don't know. I, I've just always been a extroverted type of guy. So I could spend a long time on marketing, you know, like getting that steady drip because you get, just like in anything, you get those, that steady drip of, of little wins and they add up and sometimes it's great. And other times it's like, is anybody out there? Is anybody reading this stuff or seeing my posts or, or whatever, you know? And that just brings me to a general comment on the illusion. I call it the illusion of social media, you know, because it feels like social media is like all you need. Like, And when you first start marketing or when I first started marketing, I should only speak for myself. Um, it felt like social media is like the panacea. Just, OK, just make a Twitter account or make a Instagram account or go on TikTok or whatever and start posting stuff. And then eventually people will see it. And then hooray, you, you bestseller or whatever, you know. And it just doesn't work that way. I mean, each platform kind of has its own rules and the way it works best. And in learning the ins and outs of each platform alone is a super time-consuming process. And executing on it is a is a daunting task as well. So I got some good advice early on from the Book Marketing Simplified podcast of just like, hey, pick... They say, I think they said pick three channels or maybe they said pick two. 
I think it's had pick two, pick two channels and, and just develop those. So I had primarily Facebook and Twitter. Those were the two that I picked because that's enough, you know, like just managing those two alone and like posting consistently to where more people will see it and it kind of builds on itself. That's it's almost a full time thing because you've got to always be you're not just posting. you got to go follow up. And if people comment, then you got to comment back. And then, you know, if you're really trying to engage with people, which is the whole point of social media, then it's going to take a lot of time. And as I just said, like I that's time I'm sacrificing from creating. So I see why I have why these companies have whole marketing departments, because it's really tough to balance all of these things at once. So at the moment, my current marketing efforts, I finally got it to a healthy place after the book launched. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I could not make this podcast episode before, like, I don't know, a couple of months after the book launched, because I kind of needed to decompress from the whole marketing thing. I mean, I was just in January and pretty much most of February of this year, I was just going like trying to get reviews, trying to get on podcasts, trying to... Um, just send the book out, like trying to just ship it out. I remember, you know, I was just shipping it out, physical copies, taking it everywhere, you know, the limited places we could go right back in uh, earlier this year before things started opening up like they are now. But um, yeah, it was just kind of, it felt like a full-time gig and I was just exhausted after like, uh, after the, the book launch. So now I got it to a good place. Um, basically, I once a month, uh, the last week of the month, I do marketing or I focus on marketing. So I'll try and get a podcast episode. I'll try and um, send out a couple emails for podcasts or whatever or for reviews. Um, I'll check like my stats and stuff because that's another thing, you know, like checking your stats and checking social media, checking Amazon sales numbers, checking my web, my own website stuff. That stuff kind of gets you. It becomes uh, it can be kind of addictive, like going back to anybody buy it, you know, like or troubleshooting stuff like it's it's a full-time job and that's why i say marketing can be dangerous because it can be super time consuming and the juice isn't always worth the squeeze as we all know the world is just a noisy place I mean, it, in many ways it always has been, but I feel like nowadays it's a lot more apparent to the average person because most of us have smartphones, most of us have access to the internet, at least in uh, the majority of the Western world. So we're always being bombarded by choices. And I'm always aware of that as a creator because I know, like, when I write a book, that's, you know, even if somebody, like, I get into somebody's hands and they buy it, you know, on their their Kindle or some other device or their Kobo reader or they buy the physical copy, it's another thing that they need to make, you know, a time investment into. And there's a lot of other things competing for that leisure time. Now, I remember even back when I was a kid, you know, like 
you know, we had TV and stuff, of course, um, but, you know, you kind of had the option of watching whatever was on TV. You know, you couldn't just go on demand, just, you know, boop, you know, just click and you could watch a whole movie. You could watch an entire series. You just couldn't do that when I was a kid. So I remember those dead times where like the weekends, like Saturday, Sunday, the only thing that to watch was like golf, you know, or something like that. And, and it's like, I'm not going to watch golf. So I'm going to go do something else. And those dead times existed. And looking back, that's kind of, that was kind of valuable because it was like, it's not like today to where, you know, Saturday, any day you can pull up an entire series and just watch it, you know, and it'll probably be pretty good. Or you can pull up a movie, you know, especially nowadays after the pandemic and stuff, you can feature releases released to your house. All you need to do is have your HBO Max or your Netflix subscription and then boom, you know, you're watching um, a brand new movie in your house that that's kind of taken away that dead time that we used to have back in the day. You know, it's the same with video games, you know, video games, I think of like back in the day where, you know, you a power release was months away, you know, and then you just had, you know, a trickle of maybe smaller releases. Maybe you could find some hidden gems or whatever. But for the most part, you knew like, OK, I'm not going to be playing. When's when's the next Metroid or Donkey Kong coming out? Donkey Kong Country, you know, like you get to wait for these things. But literally nowadays, it's like pretty much every day there's a must play or something new you could be playing, whether it's on your phone or whether it's you're playing older games or, you know, you're rediscovering something that you missed or you just have a, a backlog of games like I'm looking at to my left as I'm recording this. I have like a backlog of like 20 plus games that I don't know how these games found their way to me. Some of them were my brothers, some of them... Um, they were gifts or whatever. I just bought them on a whim years and years ago and I just never played them. So they're just on my shelf. Like, hey, play me whenever you get time, which that's the whole point of this segment is there's you don't you have to pick and choose carefully what you do. So I think about, you know, as a creator and marketing and the whole point of it is to get people to discover my work. And I wonder how much that matters at the end of the day, because I think people are searching for feelings and connection. You know, we always are in some way. You know, it just doesn't really matter where it comes from. So as long as people are getting that from somewhere, it doesn't have to be from me, but that's what they're looking for at the end of the day. They want to connect with other people. They want to connect with story, um, with some type of narrative, whether it's through music or whatever. So I guess what I'm saying, long story short, is marketing is a necessary evil to, to get seen or heard in a noisy world full of an overabundance of entertainment options. But I don't want that to be the focus of my time and energy. <laughs> it just can't be for me. For me, it's it's best in in small portions, um, because I'd rather be spending my time writing or creating something new, not on trying to, you know, yell at clouds, yell at the sky to get people to 
to listen or to watch or to read my stuff. It's just not my style. But I'm thankful that I've learned a lot about marketing and that I can like turn up, put on my marketing hat with confidence um, when I need to, but I don't want to live there as a creator. Music for the Serious and Limbic podcast was provided by Ryan Fonger. For more information about Sirius and Limnick, visit keithhayden.net and subscribe or follow at kh underscore author on Twitter. For future episodes, subscribe and follow the Sirius and Limnick podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, as well as the Amazon Music app. <laughs>